Making Workplace More Than a Destination, written by Jennifer Stukenberg and Tina Branstad, narrated by Gail Crew. Cornet Global's The Source magazine, December 2021. The debate is not new. However, the past year changed the narrative around where people can be most productive, at home or in the office. The remote work environment that the pandemic forced on organizations and their staff showed that people can be productive in this work arrangement, and in some cases even more productive than when in the office. Yet, at the same time, the struggles have been real, ranging from the shared work arrangements with partners and roommates, to the assistance required in the learn-from-home environment, to the challenges of unequal internet access or workspaces. Then there are the constant video conference meetings and, despite FaceTime, a feeling of isolation without the social connections the offices facilitated. As children go back to in-person learning and vaccination rates rise, the expectation grows that people will return to their offices in the near future. What those offices will look like will be different from the past and driven by reasons What those offices will look like most likely will be different from the past and driven by reasons people would even return to the office. One of the most prominent challenges of working at home is not only the lack of in-person social interaction at work, but the lack of total in-person social interaction at work and in people's personal lives. Most people aren't getting the social interaction they used to get at work. On top of that, before the pandemic, people also enjoyed social interaction after work with friends and extended family. Accommodation is key. When the country returns to the times of greater social interaction, many wonder if it will be enough to make work-from-home scenarios as desirable as some of the latest employee surveys indicate. Increased well-being, increased productivity, and reduced travel time and environmental impact are just a few of those benefits. Even if employees continue to want to work from home, companies are looking hard at the benefit of drawing employees back to the office at least part of the time. The physical office can be a powerful tool to build company culture, to mentor and train, to collaborate, and to engage and energize staff. Companies can do this remotely, but if it is more effective to achieve these things in person, why not do so? As much as anything, organizations will need to look at the reasons people are coming back to the office and then shape the environment to make it most effective to accommodate those needs. The approach coming forward that is most likely to last is the hybrid work model, where everyone can get the best of both worlds. Employers can capitalize on what people are gaining from being at home while focusing on spaces that promote collaboration and communication. Absent will be the oceans of endless cubes and workstations. Areas for teaming and personal interactions will be balanced with spaces for focused work. The model, though, might look flipped from current configurations, with teaming areas more available out in the open and focused spaces pushed to the perimeter in more closed areas. There has been a little bit of experimenting lately with some early design concepts that include more teaming areas. For example, people work at home in an extremely focused manner, but then they come in on a weekly basis for these short sprints, like agile work, and intensely collaborate, later going back and doing some focused work. It is similar to the kind of co-working option that has been popular in the last 10 years. The office as a tool. Beyond the collaboration and teamwork, companies need to understand their space as a tool for building culture and promoting equality in the work environment especially for new employees who are onboarding and who have not yet built their internal network and trusting relationships. 
The onboarding process and ability to mentor, train, and teach is more challenging in the virtual environment. New staff don't have a leader or mentor sitting right next to them who they can turn to and ask a question. Face-to-face -face interactions and impromptu conversations are something that the office environment provides. It builds personal relationships and trust. Many people went into this pandemic with what is known as social capital. Everyone knew each other. They understood one another. They knew how to communicate. They knew when a comment was meant as a joke. During this pandemic, everyone has been spending that capital slowly, bit by bit. Someone new to the company hasn't yet built up that trust and social capital. In some ways, the pandemic has leveled the playing field for employees. Zoom and Teams have made conferencing easier and given an equal voice to participants. If a company has three branches, for example, people who work at a larger branch understand how colleagues at the smaller branches feel when they're not in the room and are only seen as a face on a screen. Even while reaping the rewards that video conferencing has brought and with such understanding, it does not negate the need to provide a workspace for individuals who struggle with the environment where they live. Not everyone has great internet or a good space to work at home. Maybe an employee has three roommates. Maybe there's no actual desk or place for a desk. Such challenging remote setups make the office a needed place to work effectively. Recognizing that video calls are here to stay, as is the option to work from home, office environments must evolve from the environments that people left more than a year ago. More technology and rooms outfitted to seamlessly facilitate in-person and teleconferencing will shape how staff are supported in the space. Acoustics and ambient noise become bigger factors in a space where video calls are the norm. The continued need for personal work areas may then turn the workplace on its head. Focus spaces are becoming more private a reversal of the opal benching of previous years. Collaborative spaces will continue to be more open. Social spaces will be more important, so individuals can build the soft skills needed, not only to work with others, but to lead teams through the next inevitable disruptor, whether that's technological, environmental, or social. Creating a level of energy, buzz, and excitement will be the key in attracting people back to the office environment and creating the supportive ecosystem of spaces that employees desire to perform at the highest potential in and out of the office. Jennifer Stuckenberg, NCIDQ, Lead AP, Well AP, is principal with BWBR. Tina Brandstad, CID, IIDA, Lead AP, is a design leader with BWBR.